It's true. We've entered the dominion of Jurassic World. It's me, Sam Neill. Yeah, that's right. Old as shit. Just in a tent somewhere. I'm just decaying. I'm old. I'm I'm sick as hell. And I'm not gonna take it anymore. It's, it, it, it's fucking awful. You you put Sam Neill in a tent. No character growth. <laughs> he it. We should come upon Sam Neill, and he should be like a dinosaur now. Yeah, that's true. Why didn't we ever get into? Like they're all into like oh this relationship between like uh Chris Pratt and the Raptors, but like why didn't we ever do like Dino Human hybrids? That would have been sick. Yeah, that would have been that. I feel like would have been the next the ultimate sort of like we go from sort of you know in the second movie like humans like figuring out how to like own and control dinosaurs. You know, like it, it becomes this like man versus we're trying to be the dinosaur. Yeah, exactly. It goes like this man controls nature to like this man subsumes and like absorbs nature yes. sort of arc. Because because isn't that the ultimate goal, right? Not to just like play God, but to be God. Yeah. To just to say, look, I've decided human, not good enough. Dinosaur, not good enough. Human dino. That's all I can. That's <laughs> that's what I need. Dude, wait. OK, so I haven't seen the second one. Uh, but do you remember in the first one that one like lady who got like the shit beaten out of her? That was like one of the (laughs) that was like one of the most uh how like that was one of the most sort of like revealing the the like biases of the director and writer moments of a movie I've ever seen because. It was abs- if who yeah like who I mean this scene was well, crazy she gets like beaten up like ten different right, ways well, it's very funny because it's like <laughs> she's not even a villain she's like yeah exactly like, she's getting punished for being kind of annoying and so because she's kind of annoying she gets like trampled by people attacked by raptors picked up by a pterodactyl <laughs> dropped out of the sky and eaten Wait, by a giant brown like, water dinosaur. But the pterodactyl like waterboards her. They like take her to dinosaur Guantanamo Bay yeah. and just start like like pulling her in, and, and then they drop her water. over the top, and the giant water dinosaur eats her. It's like how they killed Chef on South but then Park. The, the part of it that makes it so like extra bonus striking is that the bad guy dies off screen. <laughs> Like the actual villain right. is just like left alone with some raptors and is like, no. And so it's like very clear that this movie like assumes that you're more interested. We'll get a bigger cathartic thrill out of this kind of annoying lady getting fucking absolutely tortured to death than you will out of like seeing the villain get killed, which is such like a a wild choice for that movie to make and says a lot about Colin Trevorrow. Well, what's the what's the bigger crime? Giving Blackrock Velociraptors or being fucking annoying? I know which one affects my day to day more. Worse, uh, giving <laughs> giving uh, dinosaurs to like evil uh, global billionaires or being a kind That's... of annoying lady. <laughs> so there's like f- I don't understand Jurassic World. There's like five dinosaurs that escaped, and now like the world is toast. No, a bunch of dinosaurs escaped because like how many are we talking about? Um. Like several trucks worth, I think. But like yeah, big, okay. big, and now the world is trucks. toast. If like okay, if the if the dinosaurs could like 
multiply like rabbits or something or like they they were like duplicating then maybe but like i never get how they take over the world no i mean i guess the only way you can know for sure is see jurassic world dominion <laughs> there it um, is and there it is i, I do right there. i have one piece of disappointing news about that movie is that my friend my friend saw it i have one too my friend saw it and i asked the first question i asked him after he saw it was the one you'd expect me to ask which is does this movie live up to Colin Trevorrow's claim that the Gigasaur or that the Gigantosaur is kind of like the Joker? Is the Joker. And I, right. I'm, I'm very upset to inform you that the answer was no. The fuck, man? Why? God damn it. It was, it was no to the extent that the person I asked thought I was just making a joke because it didn't make any sense with how the movie is. <laughs> it was like, why would that, that doesn't make it. It's like a stupid question. Why would that? It's nothing to do with that. It's a dinosaur. What are you talking about? <laughs> Wait, the, 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 so the dinosaur doesn't go, you want to know how I got these tiny little arms? <laughs> yeah, there's, the gigantosaur actually goes to Gotham City and turns all the fish in the water supply into little gigantosaur fish. And then when people eat them. I can't hear your bit. My headphones oh, are out of battery. No. This is great. I should just do no battery for yeah. the rest of the thing. Just guess what you're yeah, saying. I mean, it's, That'd be tight. it's either going to be a reference to an old cartoon sure or yelling about though. capitalism. So it's not like you do a terrible job guessing, probably. Uh, and I'm back. Oh yeah, <laughs> we like that. Man, I gotta tell you, uh, I really am feeling all the meat I ate last night. Oh fuck, me too. I'm feeling like a uh, we had separate, yeah, we had separate meat parties, parallel meat adventure. It's like this. It's like a scene where like you're supposed to like cut across two different like places to have like distinctly different. Uh, like vibes, but the vibe is exactly <laughs> the like, same. Yeah, right. You have these two characters. Like you open the movie, these two characters doing something together, and then they go off, and it's like, okay, now we'll see why they're different and what's happening. And it's like they're just two guys just eating a bunch of meat in different places. <laughs> <laughs> that, now that's how you man. That's fucking cinema, baby. <laughs> <laughs> one has really sad music, but it's all yeah. the same. <laughs> Mine's the one with really sad music because as soon as I got to the churrascaria, um. The door opened and the person who exited the door, it was a man in an indeed polo shirt, his very sad looking daughter, his very bored looking son and his wife, who was just like, I just don't need to get out of here. Wait, what's what's is indeed a food no, thing? It's indeed just the 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 web employing giant. The word. Uh, oh, oh, the, the like oh. Poem side. It's just like it was just very clearly a tech guy and his family who is annoyed at how annoying this tech guy is leaving this like steakhouse, and it was just like, oh, this is who's this is who's here. And I had a great, I had a great yeah, time. It's but. always, it's all like, it's almost like whenever whenever you go into a restaurant, the family that you see at that restaurant is sort of the thematic soul. Like, uh, I remember in Texas. There's this one restaurant in Houston that you can smoke inside. You can still smoke cigarettes in there um, because it weirdly exists between these two freeways and isn't in any county. So it like doesn't have any it's of like, the law like, jurisdictions. Like <laughs> yeah, it's international waters in the middle of Houston. Um, and so we go in there. We're smoking cigarettes. It's awesome. We're like, this is great. I'm freaking Don Draper. Uh, this rocks. And then we see like a few tables down, just this incredibly sad family, <laughs> a mother, a father and an only child. Uh, and they're just blasting cigs with the kid at the table. And I was like, damn, this this took it all away yeah, from me. That's a real harsh turn for sure. 
<laughs> but but seriously, go check that place out. I forgot the name of it, but I bet if you do a quick internet yeah, Google search, seems, there's some really uh, sort of a there's some really like clear specific details about it that seem to make it pretty sounding again pretty searchable. I think <laughs> just don't go on a family night. Yeah, that was a big. It mistake. was crazy though at Estancia, which is the steakhouse we were at. There were so many like families being like, it's an all you can eat buffet. You just got to get ready and make the most of it. And it's like it is. But it's like a very expensive one. Like you're never going to you're not making your money back at that place. You know? Oh, oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. No, I, I, I fucked my my family up last night with. Yeah. Food. Hell yeah. Brought my mom out like like. She was like in pain. I was like, this yeah, rocks. That's sort of what at what happened with we were all like because it's one of those Brazilian steakhouses where you have the card where like you have the card and if it's green, they just give you meat, and if it's red, they don't, and you just flip it. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. So they they choose, they get they they say flag on the play, you don't get any no, meat. You have the card, and so you either have it green side up, in which case people are just coming by. With big pieces of meat on a skewer. You activate yeah, it. on a skewer, and they just slice you off some of your green cards open. If it's red, they, they don't. Um, mm. And we were just like, it's just like, you could see this happening at every table. It was like green. It was like this parade of dudes with steaks coming through. And it was like, I'll take a slice of that. Give me that ribeye. Give me that sirloin. Give me that filet, whatever. And then like slowly like cards start flipping over. And then like after like 45 minutes, everyone's like, oh, no. <laughs> like, what did I do? <laughs> I uh a guy at the southern border in line to get a green card because he wants more <laughs> yeah, steak. He doesn't understand how Churrasco works. <laughs> he does not understand how Estancia works. To get a, I, I need a green um, card so I can get more of this. I also this is the last thing. I also heard no less than three dads in the restaurant say. What they want you to do is eat the bread at the buffet. That's how they get you. You got to wait for the meat. Yes. <laughs> yes. And it was just like, damn, hell yeah. These guys know their role. I need to be told that. I mean, I. Because I love some bread. I, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll say it. I took one piece of bread from the buffet like a fool. It was tasty. So that's sometimes that's d d dads are serving an eternal purpose. There's some there are some cultural almost almost things in American DNA. And if we can, if we can come together on those, heck you know, we can do anything guys. Yeah, it's true. Um, there's no, <laughs> there's no dream too big. Once we, you know, once we're sort of all aligned like that. All right. Oh man. Now I'm jealous. I saw you. Okay. I, is the show, is the, is the I saw show. you drink a Coca-Cola and I got what? jealous. It's fucking, it's nice. It's a, a, a morning Coke. Oh my God. It's incredible. Yeah, like, I got one in the fridge. Just, hot yeah. coffee. Cold Coke, cold water. Now that's what I call um, morning. Something salty. <laughs> a pretzel. You need at least three uh, beverages. A pretzel would be good. Yeah, that'd be that'd be awesome. What did I have? I had some bacon and a hash brown. Let's go. Let's go. We're gonna start hearing the breakfast report now that we record these Saturday mornings. Yeah. What, what's up, yo? It's Game Boys. We're, we're we're doing this Saturday mornings now. It's um, huh? What? Oh, just saying hi. Okay. And Lux already disconnected. Oh, 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 he's back. Yeah, I'm still here. Do we, do we have a weird internet lag? Uh, I think we're, I think getting, I think we're suddenly getting a little bit of latency, but I think it maybe sorted itself out. It's a two to three second latency. So, um, you're going to have to 
start casting spells before I move. <gasps> oh, I miss. You're going to have to anticipate my movements. <laughs> All right. I'll just have to sort of hunter hunter this. That's fine. Um, what are we talking about? What is what is happening today, this week? What is going? Oh, freaking Joe Brandon was in town. That was the other thing. Oh, shit. We, we had we had President Brandon himself in downtown Los Angeles. At least that's what Did, I was told. Oh, so you didn't go see him? Well, they were blocking all the roads off. Um, no, I didn't. I didn't get to see him. He didn't respond to my message in the group chat. So <clears throat> that's that. So now you're officially let's go, Brandon. <laughs> I just think it's cool that he's moving around. That he's like capable of it. I'm like, oh, whoa. <laughs> Well, he's just changing locations. It's like, damn, if I was that old, I would definitely I, w- I would definitely not move. Yeah. Get like a big sort of like a magical, like a Professor Xavier Cerebro chair and sit in that. Have you ever seen a president in person? Yeah, I grew up in D.C. I've seen several presidents in person. Nice. Um, I, know, I know you rode the subway with Bernie. Yeah, I rode the, rode the but, Acela train from New York to D.C. with Bernie Sanders. But I've also like seen Barack Obama yeah. and like Pre- and Clinton and Bush at various like events and stuff. Damn, I don't think I've ever seen a president. Yeah, I mean it's easy when like your house is close to their house. Yeah, yeah, you lived in uh, the guard house at the White House, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That's where I, my family lived inside one of the pillboxes outside out front. <laughs> um, <laughs> a short walk to Capitol Hill Day School. Um, Man, did we say our names? Uh, no. What's your name? Uh, I'm Lux, one of the hosts of Game Boys, this podcast about video games, and with me, as always. And I'm uh, Griffin, uh, the other host of Game Boys, the podcast about uh, theory, leftism, um, anti, uh, anti-alt-right podcast. Uncovering and unlocking the alt right. <laughs> yep, that's what we do here. We're constantly uncovering and unlocking it. <laughs> yeah, well, well, unlocking unlocking it to put it in a in a bigger yeah. cage. Because you, to take a like, to take a tiger out of a cage, you have to to put a tiger in a bigger cage. You have to take it out of the first cage, and to take it out of the first cage, you have right. to unlock it. Unless you're doing bad tiger ownership, it sounds bad, but it's. It's step one of a larger caging process. <laughs> but one thing that never sounds bad is the real hero of the podcast, who's with us as always, editor, producer, producer Haley. What's up, Haley? And, hey, and Haley, she's locking up the liberal elite. Yeah. So we got a lot of different arms here. Making it's 2022. You know, anything's on the table now. You can be whoever you want to be. Yeah. And we just so happen to do a podcast. And that, and that gives us sort of a moral responsibility to stop the spread of the deep state and the alt-right. I'm just, yeah. Well, it's not, they're not alt-right anymore. They're dark MAGA. Oh, yeah. God. I'm glad they found a stupider name. <laughs> and so we could be the light MAGA. The la- the MAGA that opens the door to, to because li- everyone thinks MAGA is darkness, right? But it's actually light. Whoa, that would be a real anime twist. Everyone's misusing the power of MAGA. Well, inherently, right? Yeah. Right. They're like, make America great again. And so they're making all the worst parts great. But if they, they went back and they were like, ooh, what about all these social services we used to have? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. That They're all in there, too. Everything is behind the door. Mickey's in there. <laughs> <laughs> um, dude, I want to go to Disneyland. 
Oh, wow. Okay. Really? I've, that's funny. I've been having, uh, I found out that there was a lady who writes a lot about why Disneyland is good because it like replace it. Cause it's like a, a surrogate religion. So I'm, I'm so yes. scared of Disneyland right now. Cause it's unhinged. The shit that I've been reading from this lady. Listen, if, if you take it away, we're just going to fill that hole with something else. And I, and I do think that is a big part of the Disney adult thing. And, and especially with Disneyland, like I feel like Disney World is like a theme park and like a, like a, a state basically. But like Disneyland still feels like a weird old man and his cult built it. There's there's like there's history. There's blood on in the soil of Disneyland. Yeah. No, Disneyland does have a little bit more. You can grow incredible grapes there because of all the pain and suffering that's occurred there. You feel it in the bones of the place. Yeah, it's true. I mean, it's like it's sort of like that's why Napa Valley is such a good place to get grapes is all the suffering that spreads across the rivers of California. Well, the original one was there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just saw while I was waiting for my thing to reload that Joe Biden, that apparently, uh, Inside the Beltway, Democrats are whispering that Joe Biden shouldn't run in 2024. <laughs> they're they're whispering in very hushed tones. Whoa. Speaking of whispering. Yeah, I said Joe Biden's name. The dog went crazy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh they're, you know, they're the White House. They're they're whispering that that Joe has lost lost his touch. He's he's playing too much Diablo Immortal, and he's spending so much money and getting no legendary gems. Joe, <laughs> Joe, just just recently you were you were talking about how you've finally lowered the deficit for the first time in several presidential terms, but now the deficit's higher than ever. What happened? Jack, I just when I play Diablo more, I gotta get this I gotta get the legendary armor, Jack, and it's causing it's a, it's a pretty expensive pretty expensive. Sometimes you go in there, you start playing, you're trying to get a big sword, but you realize you gotta get that armor. You already spent a lot of money on the sword, you gotta put a lot of money in the armor. It's the only way only way you're gonna win the game, Jack. What legendary gems? Le- legendary crystals. Legendary, legendary crystal empowerment. That, that's that's what we're talking about here. We're, we're talking. We're, we're, we're talking about, about five, 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 six gems per 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 item per item on a on a weekly cooldown. That's what we're looking for. And it's, uh, it's and, a, and that's what we're that's what what we're always been about here. <laughs> six six thousand, ten thousand. Shoot, I spent a hundred thousand on five star legendary gems. We're trying to open up this this economy to to everybody, and I, this is for people who love crystals, who love gems. Let's we're subsidizing, we're subsidizing, man. Those those crystal girls online that do the horoscopes, <laughs> we're, we're getting them on Diablo Immortal, and, we're getting them and on Diablo, that's saving the party. We're and then we'll honestly, be back in twenty twenty two. Microtransactions are so convoluted now that it does sound like a Joe Biden speech explaining them. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> like he he has the the cadence and the understanding to explain uh, how many different ways you can lose your money on these games. Uh, so yeah, let's let's get right into it. Diablo Amorgus, uh, Diablo Amoral. Know what I'm saying? Uh, we, there's a brand new free to play game from Blizzard and people have been spending like a billion dollars on it individually. Uh, yeah, that sounds that sounds right. Everything I've read about it is that it's a real insanely effective money vacuum. Uh, 
and everyone hates it because of that. Yeah. So like there's all these videos coming out of of streamers basically like purposefully destroying their bank accounts on this game for for four views. It's very like like what is it called when the guy from Da Vinci Code whips himself? Oh, like the Opus Day or the self-flagellation thing? Yeah, yeah, flagellation. That's what it is. Yeah. Uh, these guys are Da Vinci coding themselves online for views. It seems almost like it started as a thing where it was like, oh, damn, I lost money. And now that people are going viral losing money, people are like putting more and more into it. Man, the attention economy is so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Like it's it is really funny that people are like like you know like it's like you it's know like, you're going, it's going to lose money. For but they're they, but they want that they want to lose big like they're like getting hype about it yeah but then they like and it's <laughs> for the lols and then they're like man I wish I want to go to Capriati's and get a cheesesteak and then they go and it's like sorry your credit card is denied because like you spent nine million dollars on Diablo Immortal and you're a Twitch streamer <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah, it's like this 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 wasn't happened when I was president. We didn't we didn't have microtransactions. <laughs> um yeah, I think that's gonna be the core the, issue. It is true that the two most like egregiously horrible microtransaction games did come out under Democratic presidents. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um Star Wars Battlefront and Diablo Immortal. That's right. Uh yeah, it's um it's it's weird because I've been hearing both sides. I, I just installed the game. I haven't played it yet, uh, but I've been hearing from some people and some journalists that it is still a really decent, like 30 hour free game if that's what you're looking for. So like for like how high quality it is and how like in depth and sort of like top like a tier quality it is to get like a free 30 hour game i guess isn't the worst thing in the world but is is that like is that like is it really a good 30 free 30 hour game because like i've i've read a couple of reviews that are very like it basically has like either time locks or narrative blocks to like progress where you either to spend money or like wait for a while yeah, I don't fucking know. Like, I haven't played it yet, but a, a, a lot of times, like, you kind of got to see for yourself a little bit with this stuff to really get the full pick. Um, but yeah, there was another article that was like to fully gear out in Diablo Immortal, it could cost a hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> um, and I like that. I think that's funny. I think that like when things get that insane. Isn't that just exploiting like the ultra rich? No, because like there's like loans and there's credit cards. Okay. And and the mentally unwell and the mentally unwell. And there's like parents wallets. (laughs) No, but like, okay. You can't like charge 50 grand to your like parents, like credit card or whatever. Like, like I, there, there's certainly if, if you can, then I think that's more of a bank issue. Like they, they should probably be like, Hey, are you sh- about to spend this much money? Like, you know, I, I, I see like maybe spending your credit card to, to like blow your like 50 bucks of your parents' money or something like that on it. I certainly see that. But like, 
if you're like have access to your parents bank account and can spend an egregious amount of money, isn't that a bank slash parenting issue? I mean, probably. But the point is that like it is still designed to exploit like it is. It's I think part of the problem, right, is that the model with these things is always like we just need to get like 10 whales, like 10 super rich guys. We're just going to be like, I'll spend infinite money on this. Um, and that's like, okay, you're just like bilking rich dudes, whatever. That's fine. But like caught up in that are going to be a bunch of people who like are get obsessed with it for like weird Skinner box addiction reasons and then spend a shitload of money they don't have on it. And that's bad. (laughs) Yeah. And I think it's, I think it's uh, bad too. When like, if the, if the free game doesn't feel fun enough because of the roadblocks but you know yeah. i don't know like i, I that, haven't that's played what it I've been, that's what i've been hearing but i haven't played it enough to, i haven't played it at all so i don't i can't say for sure i yeah i haven't played it all i know is is that like in this new era like it, like re- expecting people to pay 70 dollars like every month for a new game and stuff is like really rough so I think there should probably be some way for us to like navigate the free to play era and, and acknowledging that it will t- then cost money from whales in a certain way. Um, it just depends on how fun that free to play game is. Um, and you know what? It's Diablo. And who fucking likes Diablo? It Diablo's a fucking joke. That's the real thing. Guys, you play Diablo once and then you, you, you leave it alone. That's not a real game. I'm sorry. I love I love Diablo. But one of the big things about Diablo that allures me is not going to be present in Immortal, I don't think. And that is like the stories being hinged on like an absolutely bad shit theological and cosmological framework. Uh, yeah, that's love, the main problem with the game. No, I love that. That's what I like. <laughs> I like getting parts of the book where they're just like, and then the devils created nine towers, all filled with blood and scary bones. Mm-hmm. And like the way the idea that it's like a world where there's angels and devils who are in a war, but God doesn't exist like that fucking rules to me. Why doesn't he exist? You just think he would have come up by now, given the three right. games. That's the, that's the problem with American lore is like you never get to meet God. But in Japan, you're meeting God all the time. Yeah, it's you're true. Saying you what it. the, you're saying what you're killing him or you're saying what's up. Yep. That's how it goes. That's pretty cool. Uh, OK, so let's talk about more game stuff. All right. Um, you want to talk about that Asmongold thing? Take it away, dude. Oh, yeah. Uh, there was this like OTK thing. Um, OTK One, is like, a, is that what that stands for? Oh, God. I believe um, so. They're a collection of of big streamers. And, you know, this is sort of when E3 would have happened, Lux. Um, and it's kind of like a big, empty kind of hole in the video game culture. And sort of like uh, almost everyone's timer, internal timer was like kind of ticked and being like, huh, like this is kind of when I expected a bunch of video game announcements in my life to happen. Uh, so instead, these like group of streamers started their own um video game like conference i guess where they uh gave a bunch of indie developers uh a bunch of like places to like show off their games uh and and i thought overall it was really impressively put together i thought it was more professionally just like handled than other streamer events i'd seen in the past it looked really really good um yeah yeah. the production the production was way 
was way more interesting and like more visually coherent and less like just miserable to look at uh, than any sort of similar thing that I've, I've peeked in on. Yeah, uh, and, which is impressive. I will. I will still say though that, but man, like there, are, like I thought, Asmongold did okay as a host, but there are some streamers that just do not translate the second they have to be in any other kind of format. They are just yeah. dead fucking weight. Uh, oh my god! Like, uh, I think like his name is like Miss Kiff, and then there was this other female streamer next to him. I'm not sure. I don't remember her name, but God, they like are just talentless. Like, it's so funny. Yeah, I mean, some people just don't have the zhuzh to, like, control a whole space. Like, yeah, like, like a lot of times just not be dead on camera. Like, they just, like, don't know how to, like, rest their face, I guess, to, like, be look like they're having fun. Like, it was just. Well, let's say is that like amateur as fuck. The streaming gives them something like they have so much to focus on. Yeah. So they never have to, like you know just yeah, exist exactly they seem they seem super like gassed out and spacey like it's fucking it's funny like i i don't you know streaming's really hard doing it every day of your life even harder like it's got to melt your mind in all sorts of ways that's hard to control so <laughs> but yeah overall i think that the event was cool well put on Obviously, it's only going to be indies because this is like the first event of its kind. Um, I don't know if there was any non-indies or anything super big that they were able to show off. Um, I think there were some cool interviews um, with some people. Yeah, I just but, through it. There was some cool game stuff. Oh, look, there's some interesting interviews. Yeah, there's good, but I think ultimately, what I hope they can get to in the future, if they really want this conference to make an impact is like it would be cool for them to be able to showcase big games because it's sort of like having that premiere game trailer drop that kind of like big excitement of a big franchise or something like that that's the kind of thing that i think could really make an event like that's what that's what makes you remember a certain e3 or something like that it's that 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 when they when the lights go down and they show you the name fucking title for the and fucking Keanu sequel Reeves, and Keanu Reeves <laughs> comes out and it's fucking his, cyberpunk 2077 his dick's out you can suck it like shit like that you know yeah that's, um, that's what happens in E3 it's normal yeah <laughs> that's that's one of the reasons why it's not happening anymore it was it's too re- normal it's, re- <laughs> it's regular when that happens at e3 yeah there we got they canceled it for being normal um so like i understand it's really hard to do with this kind of like streamer type event but i think i hope that they can eventually get to that because i don't know in- indie games are cool but i don't I, mean, I know you play more indie games than me but it's just hard for me to get excited about a lot of them, except for like one or two. Yeah. I mean, the thing with indie games that is true, sort of whether whether I personally like it or not, is that like for most I mean, and this is true for me, too. It's just like my window is wider. But like the category of indie isn't like actually anything that's like appealing by itself. Like it just has to have like specific genre types or like style types that you like involved. And because it's so wide of a net there's just not going to be like, there's just like with AAA games, it's like you get four or five huge AAA titles and a bajillion people are going to react to those. Mm -hmm. Whereas with indies, no matter how excited you can get about it or how invested you get about it, 
Like there's just going to be so many different types of games. It's just never going to get as like big, a like unified pop. Right. Um, even like, even if there was like a Hades or something, it still wouldn't. And I know. think, I think the general reaction is to like indie shit is like there, the difference between reaction to an indie trailer and reaction to like a main, like main triple a game is like when you watch an indie trailer, you're like, looks cool. I'll check it out. And then when you watch like a main game trailer, you're like, holy fuck, like, you know, like, you know, you're texting all your friends, you're watching the trailer over and over again. Like there's there's just like a meteor reaction and more substantive thing to like think about. Um, Yeah, I think I think that's true for most people. I definitely have that reaction to indie trailers, too. I mean, I've been following the developments process of small saga for like two and a half fucking years or whatever. Right. Yeah. And I feel but, the same about hollow Knight, six song. Yeah. Yeah. But, but you're right that like in general, that generally speaking, there is definitely a, like your mo- most of the, Oh my God reactions are just going to come from triple a games. Cause they're going to feel like new and crazy and like beyond as opposed to indie games, which will be like, wow, that looks really fucking cool or like really interesting. But like, it's not, they're never going to like push the hardware or whatever. Right. Right. So yeah. there's never going to be that feeling of like, holy shit, I didn't realize this was doable. Well, speaking of pushing the hardware, that leads me to uh, another story. There's a lot of announcements and a lot of different trailer stuff that I kind of wanted to just dance over here. Um, and before we do that, we're going to take a quick commercial break. All right. Well, there's a little bit of hardware on on display this week with The Last of Us One remake for PS5. Now, people have been debating a little bit about this online, sort of the necessity of this, because essentially like Last of Us One uh, came out for the PS3 originally, if you can believe it, um, but then was remastered for the PS4 in 2014, I believe. Um, yeah, it's so, you know, what's that? It's, I like it's been a while. It's been like, you know, eight, eight years since that one, but it, it still looks pretty good. Um, but they, this is like a, from the ground up rebuild. This is not like a new coat of paint. Um, they're completely rebuilding the game. Um, and I don't know, did you see any of this? Um, no, I, I did. I mostly saw the backlash from, uh, Bloodborne people. I don't know. Everything I saw looked like fine. I've never been the craziest last of us person, but like it, it seemed fine. But what struck me a lot was that my Lord did fucking people go batshit about how they were remaking the last of us and not bloodborne. <laughs> there was a million tweets that were just like, uh, like last of us various memes where it was like the last of us and it would be like uh, parents being really sweet to their baby child and then uh, bloodborne it would be like an orphan or whatever right yeah and it was it, I just like I found that backlash to be so funny and such a specific I, and strange thing but it, it's one of the ones where it's like they're right that would be awesome um, yeah like and, and naughty dog should own Bloodborne, <laughs> um, right? Well, it's like a, it's like a Sony thing, but I have no idea how that money works. Yeah. Um, uh, so look at this tweet I just sent you. Yeah, I'm looking at it. It looks. I so <laughs> like for this one, I'm kind of on their side. Like the left guy 
it, we're looking at two pictures of Joel, one from the remaster 2014 and one from the built from the ground up new version for the PS5. And like Joel does look pretty like fish eyed in the in the in the old one and like looks a lot more like a human in the right one. Yeah, but like. I kind of think he looks cooler in the left one. Like in the left one, he looks like a video game. He looks more human and realistic, which is like fine, but that's just like not a like a default good to me. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like the one on the left, he like looks more grizzled and like he's a little cartoonish, but he's like cartoonish in like the tone of the character. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess they're pulling and, even more and more away from the cartoonish element. But yeah, here's another one of, of Ellie. I mean, it's definitely like impressive graphically for sure. Okay, this one's a little more persuasive to me. Oh, wait, no, the one I like better is the PS4 again. <laughs> yeah, but like, I don't like, okay, the the, mo- the mocap performances are way better with the with the art style yeah. from the PS5. Is that's, the thing. Prob- that's probably true. I just like. I, this is like a persistent pet peeve of mine uh, is just like the pursuit of like realism as like an aesthetic teleology in video games. But for this one, that's what they're going for. Like with I, the motion capture. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the motion capture animation probably is going to look better with the PS5 stuff for sure. It's just like it just doesn't like pop me that much because I just like don't like making the game again. But it's like more effectively realistic. It's just not like that juicy to me. I think um, for a game, okay, like, yeah, for your personal interest, maybe, but for what this type of game is, which is a game that's like a lot of cutscenes tight on people's faces, where you're supposed to be yeah, like it'll, motivated it'll by performances, like, it seems to like it makes sense. Yeah, it'll improve that. It does, it does make sense. It's just like less interesting to me than like a, a new game. Right. Um. And, and so, oh, no, yeah, of course. But, Speaking of which, they also announced that the new that the next Last of Us game will be an entire brand new multiplayer only Last of Us game. Yeah. Hard pivot in terms of type of game. Yeah. Um, So basically, uh, they said that this started this game started as a multiplayer version of Last of Us 2 because they they said Last of Us 2 is going to ship with multiplayer. It never did. Um, So this was like started as Last of Us multiplayer 2, but then they decided to add an entire new like narrative story to it. And they say it's like as big as one of their other games. I don't understand what that means. Does that mean this is some sort of some sort of like open world multiplayer narratives game. Like what is going on with the promises being established here? (laughs) The only thing that makes a ton of sense to me is like asynchronous multiplayer, a la like death stranding. I was okay. I was thinking it's, Oh, that's interesting. My thought was it would be a little bit like, those games like I think the division and stuff where like there are areas of PVP and then like areas where you can't get attacked. Um, that's what my or something kind of like dying light. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But the I, reason. I, so I think that could be possible. But the thing we we're just talking about, like the reason why the better realistic graphics and the remake are like good is a reason why doing something like sectional PVP versus narrative zones would feel so weird. Like. You, it's so hard to get immersed in a game in the kind of way that they won't always seem to want you to with Last of Us if you're like now entering the danger zone sort of right. shit is happening. Yeah, I mean, I remember I only 
fucked around with last of us one multiplayer for a little bit it was fun um i think like the weightiness of the characters and how you have to like kind of go up against cover and stuff has some like gears of war vibes to it so i don't know i think i'm very interested to see what the hell this even means because i'm still trying to wrap my mind around it like what kind of format this game is yeah that is the question it does seem very confusing (laughs) um but yeah so summer games fest um kicked off and i think there's still a lot of stuff um being shown shown um other than last of us um midnight suns is coming out do you want to talk about that uh, I am very intrigued. I obviously I'm a I'm a tactics perv. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you, absolute it's, freak it's, for tactics you're not, games. You're not allowed to go within three thousand feet of a tactics school. That's how it's much true. of a perv you are. It's if it, that's a fact. I'm on a registry for tactics freaks, um, and it looks pretty cool. It's I mean it's got a good selection of like of a good of like sort of recognizable and more off the beaten path Marvel guys. It's got a good mix of like science and magic Marvel guys. And it's a little tactics game. The thing that I'm iffy about is this fucking card system, man. Like mm-hmm. I, I understand the concept. And I like the idea of like it using your, having to manage that resource. And it's not that different from like managing like AP battle points and cooldowns and other games or whatever. But like, it's just like you did XCOM. Why don't you just do XCOM again? Because uh, because like X, X, it's a new thing. It's like a new mechanic. You don't want to just do someone else's game. Yeah, but it's the XCOM. It's the, it's the XCOM two team. It's the team that presumably right. make XCOM three. Right. You just want to evolve and try different things. Um, I'm I'm no, all the for card it. mechanic seem the card mechanic seems so weird in the context of that. But I mean, I'm not. You know, like they. They consistently make really good games. So I, I like it because it adds it adds like a sense of randomness and how you have to like navigate the map, which is which is fun because it's like, oh, damn, like I instead of getting like a, a like a hand of cards that is like evenly displayed, I only have four Doctor Strange moves. I guess I have to like really get a lot out of Doctor Strange here. Um, like stuff like yeah. that it, are new negotiations that haven't existed in XCOM before. Um, and, and that's actually like, I think what excites me most, because I think if it was just an XCOM game, I would probably just play XCOM. I don't know. Um, that, that's kind of my two cents on it. I like the story stuff going on. I really like the character models. Like, I think that Blade looks fucking sick. Um, like, I think Venom looks awesome. Yeah, magic looks cool. Like, yeah, all that's like, it seems like there's like a deep narrative that they've worked on with it. Um, yeah, all that shit like fucking rocks. Is that coming out this year or I have to wait another fucking year? No, I believe that's coming out. And uh, let me double check. But I thought it was coming out in summer 2022. That'd be hot if it did. And Midnight Suns, uh, October 7th. Oh, it got October. pushed back to October 7th. That's fine. As long as it's this year, I'm grateful for anything releasing within this year window at this fucking point yeah i'm actually kind of happy about that because uh for the tactics stream that forrest and i do we like every big tactics game is supposed to be coming out at the end of the summer so like digimon survive is on the end of of july very stoked about that the front mission remake is like end of summer the advanced wars remake is end of summer maybe it got pushed back because of how much it was about russia invading ukraine (laughs) we're like we're not doing this game right now yeah, so, you, you must defeat the comedian president. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. It was great. It was one to one. It was really one to one in a lot of ways. Um, but yeah, so that that's coming out later. And then so Marvel coming at the end of the year I was like, oh, this is gonna be a big jam up of tactics games. But now it looks like there's a little more space, which is nice. Thanks. Well, I'm glad they're thinking of you. And thank you, Russia, for that pushback. Um, yeah. <laughs> if without Putin, without Putin, I would really have a hard time curating my tactic stream that five people watch. Yeah, without whatever type of medieval dysentery Putin has that has addled his mind. Shouts out to that. Um, so speaking of like uh, things coming out this year, there was something super interesting that is coming out this month that they announced called Neon White. Um, so. I would describe this again, and sorry, another card game, um, but it's like a mixture of like Mirror's Edge parkour platforming with a card deck. Yeah, it's the integration of cards and everything is so interesting. Yeah, I'm so sorry. I really feel bad for you, but the trailer I looked mean, I don't awesome. cards in general. Did you watch the trailer of this one? Uh, a little, I, I started it and then I got distracted by like a bird. I saw, I was sawing birds. The art's good. The action's good. I mean, it looks like a grain that like will just really shine on the switch here. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, I, I definitely am going to check that one out. Neon white. Watch the yeah, rest of the trailer the, later. The art style is very cool. That's for sure. Yeah. I definitely think like, I, I don't, if it's like $60, maybe I'll hesitate. I don't know. We'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Um, there's a lot of other cool indies that came out. Uh, Goat Simulator sequel. Um, Witchfire looked kind of cool. Uh, there's a new freaking um, Aliens game, whatever. Uh, but then we got Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Shirtless. Promoting Black Adam and Fortnite. <laughs> um, and so weird. It, yeah, it was uh, these these like to camera like celebrity endorsements in like game conference has I've almost always been awkward uh, and weird. Um, I don't know what it is about the direction of them that we can, that they never can get it right, but this was pretty par for the course. Um, the, the black Adam thing, what is up with that movie? It looks terrible. It's about like a spooky ancient uh, Egyptian. Black Adam is like a bunch of, of lore that is, is weird. And there's right. also been confused with Adam Warlock a bunch. Yeah. Um, so he, I can't even remember everything, but like it's it, it's a it's like an anti-hero, you know, he's dark, but he's cool. Right. Yeah, it it looks so, which is a weird place, which is a weird place to put the rock for sure, because I feel like that's not uh, right. Because like, yeah, because like they, they like that's why I didn't like ballers, because like ballers tried to like have the rock be like have like a like a perk addiction and to like be a bad guy. And like, it's not fun watching the rock be, uh, immoral. Like you want him to just be like, Hey everybody, you know, like it's, it just doesn't work. Yeah. 
Yeah, he doesn't. Uh, he has yet to really pull off anti-hero, except for kind of in Fast Furious. But even that, it's like you know no. what's gonna happen with him. Yeah, no, it, that didn't work at all. And it was, it just felt like it was a different main character from another movie accidentally colliding with Fast and the Furious. And then they did that. They made another movie with him. Um, yeah, he's not good as a villain. Uh, and so it's just, just weird. like he's no Vin Diesel. I'm sorry, he's no, he's no uh, Riddick. Yeah. I mean, who you know who who can be Riddick? Riddick is. Uh, I don't know why you'd even want to try to be Riddick at this point. Yeah, those movies have gotten pretty weird. Uh, but hey, then there you know a lot a lot of card stuff. So Lux Lux was in the was in the dumps. Um, but then you know I mean I don't I don't course, hate card stuff. I mean, had, I play I play a lot of card based games, but it's an interesting. I was twist. setting you up for a W here. I'm sorry, but I wanted to get I wanted to set the record straight. <laughs> well, I'm glad everyone everyone write that down. Don't forget. Um, they gave something to Lux, and that was of course One Piece Odyssey footage. Yeah, that looks pretty fun, man. That looks like a pretty fun little game. Yeah, uh, it, I'm excited to, to get into it. I'm I'm a little scared that it'll have spoilies, <laughs> but. I can live with spoilies ultimately. Wait. Oh, because you're not far enough along in the story. Because I'm only like a quarter of the way through the show, you know. Wait. Okay. So this is actually a big problem then with this type of game. Because like, how can it be mainstream enough if you have to watch ten thousand episodes? I just, yeah, I just don't know how it fits into the continuity exactly. Maybe it's totally unrelated, so it doesn't matter. Hopefully, if they're gonna have people play it, because I want to play it, but I don't want to get, I don't want to know what happens. Yeah, and I have no idea what like where the narrative it is. I mean, I probably could have, if I looked at the trailer a little closer, I probably could figure out some stuff about it, but man, uh, it was, it was so crazy. It would be it's nice just, if they it just was exciting how hard it's how clearly detailed and hard work on it is. It would be nice if they just started the game from the start of the series and just gave me a condensed version. So I didn't have to watch the show. <laughs> Yeah, they just like summed uh, it up in like yeah. five minutes. No, no, like you play through the show, but a condensed version. Um, <laughs> so you feel like you get it. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. That's that. Yeah, it, that looks exciting. Um, I'm into that. I was into the announcement. I forget where they made it, that the StarCraft 2 team is making a new RTS. Sure. Um, that's Frost, apparently Fr- Frost Giant. Yeah, it's apparently going to be a co-op RTS. It's unclear to me what that means, but I'm intrigued. Yeah, that could be fun. Any, yeah. any anything that you can play with your friends, Jesus Christ! Like this is like a big thing that I've been seeing people talk about online. I bitch about it pretty much every week here. The skill gap is just so high right now. Everyone is complaining about it. Like no one can play with their friends. Um, yeah, it's infuriating. And I think that like we've we've hit peak frustration with that so people are very open to try new stuff that you can play with your friends um like i think that's a big part of the success of v rising um yeah it's listen and devs know devs know so i think you know a year and a half two years from now we're we're gonna be sick of our friends we're gonna say let me get back to playing by myself yeah i mean i'm like even I, who am like a pretty resolute single player person, and like I need more games for for me, for me and my boys. 
Yeah, it's fucked up right now. Uh, speaking of the boys, there's Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 trailer. Um, this one's out October 28th. It looks like Call of Duty. The only thing I want to say about Call of Duty right now is like nothing really about the trailer itself, but the franchise is in a very interesting place because uh, Vanguard still their their game from last year sold well, but it was like their worst performing Call of Duty game yet. Um, and they have decided to stop doing the yearly schedule after this game, which is a big deal. Yeah. I mean, I think it might be smart. Yeah, I think so too. Um, Yeah. But it's a big deal to like fight all that investment capital, like built into your, you know, franchise to be like, actually, we're going to stop doing this yearly dump. Um, That's, that's a, a, that's, it sounds like a dumb and obvious thing, but it's kind of hard to do when you have that big of a company. Yeah, it's it's an interesting thing. I mean, I think maybe people are starting to want more, especially now with Warzone now, which they can like update every so often. I feel like people maybe want more from the mainline game. You know, they've come out and they've sold okay, but they definitely haven't gotten the same sort of like, holy moly, look at this new game that's changing the landscape kind of reaction they got like, you know, five years ago or whatever. Right. Yeah. So, so I think it it's might smart. be time to double down. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's smart. Uh, but anyways, this one is going to be the last of the yearly schedule. Um, and so, you know, people aren't expecting too much of it. But I think the big difference with this one is they have taken like every single Call of Duty studio and merged them together on this project. Uh, usually like one arm of the studio will go and off and make a Call of Duty game while the other arm is making another one. Um, but this is like everyone coming together for this like last yearly schedule release. Um, and yeah, I mean, it looks good. We'll have to see what happens. I think the bigger question is Warzone 2, which is what really sells these games at this point. And Warzone 2 is coming out with this alongside this game. We're going to see if they can still exist in the battle royale genre that they kind of like built out a lot of in that era right after Fortnite. Um, Yeah, we'll have to see because Warzone has lost half its player base. No one's playing it. Still, a lot of people are playing it, but listen, but it's, it's not anyone could come. No one is sitting on the throne right now. Anyone could come up and literally just sit down. Yeah, no one's on top of the pile of the battle royales. Griffin, I just received some breaking news. Okay. This is a tweet from our boy, M. Night Shyamalan. Uh-oh. Going on the wall, just wrapped, hashtag knock at the cabin. Sincerest love to the cast and crew. This one really changed me as a person and an artist. Hashtag risk everything every time. That's Let's right. Go. New M. Night Shyamalan on the way. Knock at the cabin. Let's go. Risk everything. That's right. He shows hashtag he, risk everything every time. This time he shows whole. Holy shit, that would be so crazy. It's, <laughs> I wonder if this is like a cabin that makes you young. <laughs> a cabin that makes you hard. Oh, no. Everyone's so horned up. Uh, n- n- knock at the cat. Knockers at the cabin, perhaps. Whoa. Anyways, you can find me on Pornhub. Uh, <laughs> doing stand up. <laughs> just doing just doing puns. OK, uh, that, we hit the hour mark. Thank God. Thank God we finally made it. Uh, Anything that you have to uh, announce, say? 
No, not really. I think we can just roll on out of here. Say goodbye to everyone and uh, talk to them later. My plug is, uh, as Ezra Miller grooming allegations deepen, court cannot locate or serve the actor. That's what I'd like to plug. Thank you guys. See you next week. Yeah. Goodbye, everyone. On that note, I guess. Yeah. (laughs)